So Monique, what would you say? Is there a certain state that you would tell people to look for um, for investments? And what type of properties would you say they should be looking for? And where do they go for opportunities? Let's get you fired up. Financially independent, retire early. If you're a small business, professional, or entrepreneur, and you're looking for a way to stand out amongst your competition, then this is the podcast for you. We focus on relevant digital marketing strategies and tools to help you stand out in your industry and become the market leader in your profession. Hey, we don't hold back on this podcast. We say it like it is. And sometimes you may not like what you're hearing, but I guarantee you, you'll know the information given is truly what you need to do to take your business to the next level. So hang tight because you're about to be fired up with me, Krista Mayshore. Hey there, Krista Mayshore here, and I am so fired up. I've got Monique home and she is the founder of Real Estate Investor Goddess. Um, she's got her amazing podcast, and I'm sure she'll tell you about, and she's done some amazing things in investing. I was on her podcast, which you should go out and listen to that as well. Um, she's also an investor herself, a syndicator, and again, the investor, the, the, the founder of Real Estate Investor Goddess. Okay, Monique, thanks for being here. Appreciate you. Thanks for having me. And it's Real Estate Investor Goddesses, it's plural, because I'm not the only goddess, all of us <laughs> women. Oh, is a divine. We're all goddesses. So. I love it. So tell me how you, so first of all, tell me a little bit about your backstory and how you got where you are and what you're doing now. Yeah. Well, I totally didn't start to be a real estate investor. I, I grew up, I'm a first generation American. I was always told like to be successful. You want to be a, you're going to go to college and grad school. And you're going to be a doctor, lawyer, professor, engineer. Like that was success. And of those, I was like, I'm not as into the maths and sciences, so I guess lawyer. <laughs> I went on to law school and then uh, worked in some big firms. And I was... You got your law degree and then um, didn't end up doing it, huh? Well, I, I did it for almost 10 years, but... Oh, wow. Um, Long was, time you worked. I was miserable, though, the entire time. Um, you know, at one point my, uh, I, I went to the hospital because I was having this excruciating abdominal pain. And the doc, when the doctor told me that my appendix had ruptured and I'd be in the hospital for several days, I ended up being in the hospital for nine days. And then I'd have at least 30 days afterwards of, of recovery. My first thought when he told me that was, oh, thank God, I don't have to go to the office for at least 30 days. Oh, that's so crazy. So yeah, sad. That's so great. That was my next thought. So I, I was not a happy lawyer um, at all. <laughs> I just had to find, but I, I had to find some other way because I'd done, you know, everything right. And I was just that miserable. Yeah. So many people do that. They go to college or they do the right thing, right? Go to college to be a doctor, a lawyer, you know, attorney, whatever it might be. And then they, they hate what they're doing. And it's, it's crazy to me how much money and time people spend to, to go into those careers just to be completely in debt, you know, after doing so, and then not even to make uh, that much money. The average person that goes to like Cornell, Harvard, and all those schools, they spend around $155,000 in like student loan to get out making around 55 to 60 on a good year in salary. And after 12 years of being in their profession, the average person makes around $85,000 a year. It's so sad. Okay. So tell me a little bit now, so now, so how many rental properties do you have? How did you get started in that? And what do you teach people? How, how do you, who do you teach? 
Yeah. So I got started totally by accident because the only thing I'd been told was that, you know, about real estate was to buy a house, you know, buy the house you live in, which it's like, it's a liability. It's not really an asset. It's not putting money into your pocket every day, um, every month. But I, so I, I'd been working for about five years as a lawyer. And I, I was like, I guess it's about time to buy a house is what you do. And I live in LA, it's super expensive market. So a starter, this was back in 2005, a starter home in a semi-decent neighborhood upwards of $600,000, $700,000. Back and in 2005, huh? Wow. In 2005, not like a palace in Bel Air or Beverly Hills. It's like a starter home in a neighborhood where you're, you probably wouldn't have a drive-by shooting. Like that's what we're talking about. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I, uh, so it was really hard to do by myself even though I, I had, you know, I was making like over a hundred thousand as a lawyer, but not that much over, I ended up, uh, a, a, ended up getting a small multifamily. I lived in one unit, rented out the others. I started house hacking before I knew that was a thing. And, uh, and then when I met my husband, he had a duplex and we got a single family rental together. Uh, we flipped houses after the um, market crash and houses were on sale. And then in 2015, we learned about bringing groups of investors together to purchase larger properties. And so we started doing apartments and industrial and RV park and um, uh, a mobile home park. I've heard mobile home parks and RV parks were some of the best ones to invest in. Like mobile home parks, I heard are just like, that's where the money's at. They, they can be. They can be. Just... Um, this particular one had not been so <laughs> lucrative. Okay, like a little note: if you're gonna get a, uh, you're gonna get a mobile home park. Don't get one with like a lagoon sewage system because they are very expensive. Like we bought the park for six hundred thousand. This like there was a breach in the lagoon. It's like their sewage system cost us about five hundred thousand dollars to fix. So it's not been oh, good for wow. the line and not the profitability, but. Um, yeah, the, the money, the money is there when you can get things running, but watch out for, don't get lagoons. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so what would your advice be? What, what do you think about right now with the way the market is and <clears throat> interest rates? What do you think about investing right now? I think there's always, um, there's, there's always opportunities, especially if you have cash, but as the interest rates go up, your budget goes down. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, you're using that, you just, you just you have to see where the numbers make sense, but also you, you can, you can negotiate. So it's not, we're not at the time as there where it's like, everybody's doing over asking offers because not, you know, not everyone can afford, you know, asking price anymore. When, when the interest rates like have doubled in such a short period of time, just means that you, if you are, if you're going to have debt, if you're going to have a loan, then you, you just don't have as big of a budget. But you can use that to negotiate down. You can look at other types of of offerings, and if the if the numbers make sense, I um, then get in it. Gotcha. Okay. So, Monique, what would you say? Is there a certain state that you would tell people to look for um, for investments, and what type of properties would you say they should be looking for? And where do they go for opportunities? <laughs> All three guys that is such a big question. And, um, you know, it totally depends on what you're looking for and why, because real estate investing is not one size fits all. It's not everybody that should be doing a short-term rental or a medium-term rental or a single family home or a, or a mobile home park or that, you know, all of those things are, are different. So it's not, it really depends on what your goals are, 
how you want to play in the game. So some people you can you can invest um, passively, you can invest actively, you can invest um, where you never have to deal with toilets, tenants, termites. You can invest in ways where you get to make an ugly duckling property beautiful, or you get to you can invest in a way where you're not even touching the the property. You're only working with the the documents, you own the notes, or you're lending money. So there's so many different ways that you can do this. So I don't want to say like this is the type of property you should buy. I think um, you want to figure figure out what makes sense for you. That being said, I tend to like uh, markets that where there's a low to median cost of entry, especially as interest rates go up, right? The, the bigger the sticker price, the bigger the interest rate changes make, you know, make the difference, right? When you're talking about a $100,000 property, that's like, you know, that can be, that's less than a hundred dollars a month. We're talking about in terms of yes. difference when you're going into the hundreds of thousands of million, right? Like then, then those interest rates too, like that makes a big, those are thousands of dollars a month of difference, right? So yeah. the, the areas that are going to be hardest hit by these interest rise, these interest rate rises are the more expensive neighborhoods. So I like low to median cost, um, of housing areas and and areas that have really strong um diverse local economies so we don't want to be in the you know we've all heard of like that one factory town where the factory shuts down and then it's like a ghost town everybody goes and it's it's terrible for the residents also terrible for people who were relying on those residents like landlords yeah. that were renting out properties so you don't want to be in a one factory town or one industry town so the lot a lot of um like Vegas and Orlando that were really hospitality based, they suffered the most during COVID when people were not traveling and taking advantage of the hospitality industry. So really diverse um, local markets, diverse in industry, diverse in, um, in, in the number of companies, very strong. Uh, that'll, that will best um, weather of uh, any sort of recession that we, that we go into. That's yeah. great advice. All of that, like, you know, very, very good advice. Not lower entry points. Don't go anywhere where, where there's those, like all the industries relying on one thing. If something happens in industry, you're, you know, you're in trouble. The housing market, like you, you've, I've heard of it. And literally cities just kind of being abandoned and like everyone just goes because there's no work, you know? Yeah. You want to, you want to stay away from those and go where the where the population and jobs are increasing where there's more jobs yeah. more population and ones that are maybe like they've got there's a lot of development and growth that they're anticipating over a five ten year time frame you know so um makes it makes a big a big difference all yeah. right so what's the name of your podcast it's real estate investor goddesses podcast it's like okay, my so yeah <laughs> real estate investors goddesses podcast what would you recommend if somebody wants to get started? Like what, what, what would, how would they, you know, what would be their course of action? What sort of a step-by-step -step process if somebody wants to get started in investing? Uh, yeah, that's a, that's a great question. So I, I think the first thing is to get, um, we'll I'll get an education is, you know, I think you're going to get an education either way when you're investing in real estate, it's a lot more pleasant and less expensive if it's up front <laughs> versus the, through the process and the beating yes. the bumps and bruises you get from not knowing what you, you should know um you know smoking booth experience so it's, it's it's better they said a smart person learns from their mistakes a genius learns from other people's mistakes so I you, right you want to get an education um and and hopefully a mentor somebody that can help walk you walk you through the process and really find out and then get clear 
on what what it should be for you. What are your what's your why behind your real estate investing? Is it to to get passive income to be able to um you know retire from from your from your job, you know, like to be financially free? Is it to is it to have the tax benefits of being a real estate investor? Is it to leave a legacy? Is uh for Do you for know your a lot of the the tax benefits as far as being uh, owning real estate? Do I know about them? You know a lot of a lot of information about that? Yeah, I mean that's one of the, the things that I did not realize when I first got into real estate, the huge tax benefits. And a lot of people don't know this because the uh, you know, I was taught that the more you make, the more you pay in taxes. Right? So it's like we have this progressive tax system, right? In theory. But real estate doesn't work that way because of depreciation and because of uh, because of the way that the tax the tax code is structured, they want to encourage people to in, invest in real estate. They they give a lot of benefits, and oftentimes, even though you're making money for uh, you're making money in real life, it looks like you're losing money for tax purposes. So I have a good friend who had um, he has three very successful businesses. He found himself owing five hundred thousand dollars to the IRS one year, and um, he had assumed like, you know, I guess I've made a lot of money, so I'm going to have to pay, you know, I have to pay this. And then he found out about the tax benefits of real estate investing. He bought an apartment building in Memphis, Tennessee. It was a building that was making six figures a year. So it was making money, but because of the way the tax code is structured, it was a loss for tax purposes. So his bill went from being $500,000 to zero. So you have to think it's not just what you make, that matters, right? When you're building wealth, it's what you get to keep. So yeah. Not only is he making, you know, over a hundred thousand dollars on the building, but he saved five hundred thousand dollars that he didn't have to send to Uncle Sam. So that's that's the one of the beautiful things about real estate. Not every type of investment has that that benefit. Depends on kind of a little bit on how, but mostly when you own properties, you you can um, you have it's very tax beneficial. Mm, gotcha, gotcha. That's awesome, man. I I need to talk to that accountant. <laughs> yeah, and it's important to have the right accountant because not all accountants are as savvy about oh, real yeah, estate exactly. as um you know because the tax code is tens of thousands of pages. So um, you want somebody who really understands um, real estate and a savvy accountant. If you're making a lot of money, so if you're a business owner, they'll tell you. I think you should buy some real estate because your taxes are so high and, yeah. and you'll be making money off of your real estate, but it'll bring your, your tax, uh, your tax bill down. That's uh, yeah, that makes, that makes a lot of sense. Okay. This is awesome. Okay. So then um, you have, you are definitely our both of information. How many rentals do you own? Um, well, we have about over 1200 doors between wow. our apartment buildings and the, the parks and our, um, and then our industrial facilities. Wow, that's awesome. So that's much better than uh, you, you don't need that. You just manage those properties and that's your career plus doing- well, I'm not managing them. It's like we have third-party property managers, but yeah, managing the assets. Oh, good for you. So you definitely know a lot about a lot about investing. So if you want to learn more, whether you're a man or a woman, go to the Real Estate um, Investing Goddess podcast and she'll, she can tell you even more. Uh, is there anything else that you where, you where you like to send people, Monique? Yeah, go to the website. The website is REI for real estate investor goddesses.com. And there you can find about the 
connect to our podcasts and the blogs, the, find out about our events, our trainings, all the things. REI a Goddesses okay. podcast, right? REIGoddesses.com. Okay. REIGoddesses.com. Okay. Thank you so much. I always end it in a certain way. So um, I know this is kind of like a cliche question, but if somebody was to ask you like what the one piece of advice was, whether it's business, health, partnerships, relationships, uh, wealth, abundance, happiness, what would the one piece of advice that you would give be on any area of life? I think the one, the one thing would be to ask the one thing question. This is a great book by Gary Keller called The One Thing. And that question is, what can I do that will make everything else easier or unnecessary? Like, what can I do towards this goal, towards this desire, towards this, pro you know, that will make everything else easier or unnecessary. And when you ask that, and you only focus on doing that one thing, and it could be one thing per week, one thing per month, one thing per, per day. But a lot of people are very busy and they spend a lot of time doing a lot of things, but they're not very productive or very effective. And a lot, because being, because there's, you know, that Pareto's principle, only, you know, 20% contributes to 80% of the results. So if you're spending all your time in that 80% that only contributes to 20% of the results, then you're wasting time. So you can do a lot when, like the, when I learned this and I started implementing this, it was a complete game changer for my life. I could do a lot less, but get a lot further. So doing the, asking yourself that one thing question is, helps in, in every area of your life. Ooh, I love it. I love it. I love it. That's so true. Oh my gosh. That's so, so I'm literally going to text my staff just from what you just said as soon as we hang up. So everyone, Monique, thank you so much. It was such a pleasure having you. Um, I, we appreciate Listen, everyone, thanks for being here. Your time means so much to me. And I hope you enjoyed Monique as much as I have. And you're going to go look her up and follow her. Um, and be sure to not just listen, but to implement because implementation is key. And just think about what is your one thing. Uh, again, thank you for your time. And I will see you next time. Bye, everybody.